You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Uh, sorry I've been missing in action the last couple of days. My family unlocked a new achievement this weekend and into early this week. It's that we all got sick at the same time. So that's a cool new thing that we all did together. Uh, but thankfully, it's passed. Everybody's okay. So back to doing the podcast. And again, my apologies for Monday and Tuesday not having episodes up. But some big news that came down today. Uh, TCU has a new defensive coordinator, Sonny Dykes has reportedly hired Joseph Gillespie. Saw this from Jeremy Clark. Um, looks like Drew Davison also had it as well, along with others. Gillespie has been at Tulsa for the last few seasons. D.C. there. He's done a nice job putting together some good defenses in the American. You might recognize the name Zaven Collins, really good linebacker who went on to get drafted in the first round in the NFL a couple of years back. Um, he's a native of Stephenville, and he was actually the head coach and athletic director there from 2008 to 2014 they're always a really good high school football program spent 20 years as a texas high school football coach uh so he has ties in the state of texas which will be big when it comes to recruiting um, he arrived at tulsa in 2015 and coached linebackers and promoted defensive coordinator in 2019 uh, he runs a 335 defense so three down linemen three linebackers and five defensive backs opposed to the 425 that tc ran for such a long time under Gary Patterson, um, his defense in 2020 was the best that he had. They were second in the American, uh, 19th in college football, and they had a big performance that year against Oklahoma State. They lost that game, but they held Oklahoma State to 16 points, did a really nice job against Chuba Hubbard and that uh, high explosive offense that the Pokes had a couple of years ago. So I think this is a good hire. You know, one thing that's interesting to me is this is going to push recruiting in a totally different direction. From a personnel standpoint, and when you're talking about a 3-3-5 coach in that alignment, uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is you need a big, physical nose tackle in the middle. And TCU does not have that right now. Like, their defensive tackles were honestly just not very good this year. They were undersized. They got pushed around. The interior defensive line really struggled. Um, So I'm not sure who would fill that role right now. They might have to go on the transfer portal to find that guy. I mean, you you have to have somebody in the middle who can take up space and occupy blockers, and uh, your ends on the outside also have to be able to get push up front because you're only going to be – I mean, there will be scenarios where you're only rushing three. You know, you can do different things with it, obviously. You can bring pressure in a lot of different ways, but your base front, um, you're going to have just sort of a naturally light box. So you really need guys – who can uh, move the offensive line backwards and reestablish line of scrimmage. So that's going to be a big key uh, in establishing this defense. You know, from a back-end perspective, I think the secondary will be pretty well equipped. I mean, they've already been playing in in somewhat of a similar alignment with five defensive backs in the past. Um, And, you know, we'll see what, what Gillespie's philosophy is as far as what kind of coverages he likes to run. I haven't looked too much into that, obviously. Coach P loved to play a lot of man coverage with his corners and try to allow them to, to make plays on the outside. Another thing that came down today is we saw Noah Daniels is said he's coming back to school. He didn't specify which school, but I would assume 
that's TCU, so he could be back for one more season, which could be big. You know, we'll see what Trey Tomlinson ends up doing. Um, if I had to guess right now, I think there's a good chance he's probably off to the NFL. But if he comes back, then you have two really good corners, provided that no Daniels can stay healthy, and him and Trey Tomlinson. But we'll see what Trey decides to do next, uh, you know, when, when that decision comes down. But, yeah, Joseph Gillespie, I mean, I like it. I think it makes sense. He's done a good job at Tulsa. That's not a place that has um, just an amazing talent, per se. So I feel like his ability to make things happen with that roster is promising for what he could do at TCU. But this defense, I didn't really think I would ever say this, but this defense is almost in a complete rebuild mode. I mean, it's it's very different than the defenses that we saw most years under Coach Patterson. Um, they got pushed around. They could not stop the run. They struggled to stop the pass. I mean, really, every level of the defense failed. And now you're going to a new scheme, a new system. And as I said, especially up front with those defensive linemen, um, a scheme that I'm kind of curious in how they're going to fit with the with the current roster because they don't have big physical interior defensive linemen like they've had at times in the past. Also, another guy I was thinking about today with this new system is Kyrie Coleman because he's more of a stand-up, you know, outside linebacker almost type of pass rusher. How do they work him in? What position does he play? Does he play more of a hybrid role in this new system? Those will be, you know, all interesting things that we'll have to flesh out in the coming months. But I'm excited that they have somebody on staff just because, one, now hopefully with eight days until, you know, early signing day and then a couple months until the second signing day, you can start hitting the recruiting trail. Okay, what kinds of players are we looking for? Um, get Coach Gillespie back in front of these Texas high school football coaches that I know he knows really well and has good relationships with because of his time coaching in the state of Texas at the high school level uh, and get some defensive players in the fold because they really don't have any right now. Um, this, this recruiting class is pretty thin on that front. And of course, the new staff, I doubt they were really recruiting a lot of defensive guys because they didn't know, you know, what the finalized defensive staff would look like and what types of players they would be looking for. Um, he's done a really nice job at Tulsa. So now he moves down to TCU and has a chance to uh, to get it done here. So Joseph Gillespie, new defense coordinator for the TCU Horn Frogs, Noah Daniels, he is coming back, uh, it appears, for another season. And it looks like it'll be in a TCU uniform, which is, I know a lot of people are like, well, no, he didn't play a lot this past year. No, he didn't. But it, when he's healthy and when he's right, he's been very good. So I think, you know, him being on the roster is a positive and you take what you can get from whatever his availability is going to be. Coming up next, TCU had a big time visitor on campus earlier this week. We'll discuss that. Do they have a shot to get the number one quarterback in this past recruiting cycle? We'll talk about that next. This is Locked On Horned Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, segment number two of Locked On Horned Frogs. And earlier this week, TCU had a big-time visitor on campus. It was reported that former South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers was uh, visiting the TCU coaching staff and making an official visit at TCU. Ewers, you might remember was the young man who um, foregoed his senior season at South Lake Carroll to join the roster at Ohio State. And he did this 
because he got a name, image, and likeness deal with a kombucha company that was worth millions of dollars. So he got a payday. He was on the roster there at Ohio State uh, under Ryan Day. And Quinn sort of looked at the landscape, saw C.J. Stroud do a really nice job this season. C.J. one of the Heisman finalists and decided, you know what? This is not for me. I'm going to bounce. So he left. At one time, he was committed to Texas. That's kind of been the favorite in this whole process. He also visited Texas Tech. Apparently, they made a strong pitch. But TCU got him on campus. And I don't know how this is going to play out. You know, right now, Chris Hummer from 247 Sports, who's been covering this pretty closely, he said he thinks TCU is third behind Texas Tech and UT. And the rumor seems to be that Texas has this done. But I think it's a big deal that they were able to get him on campus. Now, if he ends up going to UT, I, I get it. Like, I can't really celebrate the moral victory of just getting a player there. But I feel like there's some new energy with the staff. The recruiting they've done so far with Rashad Samples and Brian Carrington kind of leading the way has been impressive. And Sonny Dykes has done a really good job with quarterbacks over his career even at Cal, which was his least successful stop from a win-loss standpoint. You know, we coached Jared Goff um, and got him in the NFL. So there's, I think, a respect level for his ability to work with QBs that played into this as well, which is exciting. I think they're going to be in the mix for some Dallas-Fort Worth kids because they put a big emphasis on it. that They haven't been involved with in the past or, or types of players they haven't been involved with in the past because of the way the staff gets after it on the recruiting trail. But I didn't want to spend a ton of time necessarily talking about Quinn Ewers visiting TCU because right now I, I don't think he's going to end up, you know, on the team. If that changes, I'd be ecstatic, but I don't see it at the moment. Uh, but what this really kind of led me to when I was thinking about it was just how big name, image, and likeness is becoming in college athletics, and specifically in college football. TCU has been pretty quiet about who and who has NIL deals and who doesn't. You know, seeing some small deals here and there. Well, I'll say small. I honestly don't know the details. But seeing kind of like small advertising deals that some athletes have uh, gotten over the past year. But they haven't said a lot about it, how it works, how they're trying to help these young men and women get them. And I don't know what TCU specifically was targeting or if they talked about this with Quinn Ewers, but I know that Texas Tech and Texas, part of their pitch to him had to do with, hey, come here and we'll get you, you know, these advertising deals, we'll get you this opportunity to make some cash. And that's going to become a bigger part of these conversations with these highly rated kids. I think that's going to be the, the you know, the new norm, Right. And I saw this story also earlier this week. Texas offensive lineman, offensive lineman of the University of Texas, will get a $50,000 scholarship annually for use of their name, image, and likeness to support charitable, charitable causes, a new nonprofit announced. Horns with Heart is going to start in August 2022. And they hope to expand the program to other 
football position groups. So basically, right now, the way it's going to work is offensive linemen at the University of Texas will automatically get $50,000 annually in exchange. This organization will connect them with different charitable causes, and I guess they'll just make appearances in exchange for, you know, the money. So this is a big step forward. And I've heard Texas has some other things in the works as far as ways to get these student athletes paid. So, you know, my question for TCU, and I know Sonny Dykes, I, well, I say that I know. I, I believe one of the reasons that Sonny Dykes was hired was because he has a pretty good understanding of where the college football world was going. Like, he did a really good job of using the transfer portal at SMU. Now, I would argue, I want to see what he does here at TCU. I'd argue his work at SMU was pretty easy from a transfer portal's perspective. Because he mainly got guys that went to a Power 5, didn't work out for whatever reason. And then, okay, hey, cool. It didn't work out for you at UT or Oklahoma or, you know, plug-in school here. We'll come down to Dallas. And it was, in a lot of cases, a lot of Texas kids. Come down here, you can play immediately, and we'll try to help, you know, get your career going in the right direction. So I'm just wondering kind of what his pitch is at TCU. But along with the transfer portal, you know, one of the things that is changing is NIL, how are, how are universities marketing themselves? How are they communicating to recruits that they can market them? These are all big questions that need to be answered and that frankly TCU has not uh, talked about a whole lot publicly which do they have to necessarily no um, but you would hope they're doing that on these recruiting visits and can they go toe to toe with UT offering you know $50,000 annually for certain position groups I don't think so but can you find a way to get these young men that are playing football an opportunity to have some guaranteed cash flow? I think that's going to be a huge part of the recruiting process in the coming years. So I don't know specifics on this, but I just say I hope TC's working on it because the arms race is getting crazier. And we're already seeing the University of Texas step out and say, all right. We're struggling right now. This is not working. It's another coach that doesn't seem to have it going on. Boom. Let's drop some cash on this. Let's get some money involved. And that will get talented players. And talented players in exchange will get us better results. So I hope TCU is watching that closely. And I want to see kind of what they do moving forward on that front. This has been Lockdown Horn Frogs. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in today. Again, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're team every day.